Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friend, Avery Zaretsky. And we got a very special guest co-host filling in today for Cody Frankel, and that's our good friend, Jacob Forke, making his second appearance on the Blue Crew. But uh, very happy to have you on, Jacob. So um, if you want to say something, you're, you're more than welcome. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm, happy to, I'm definitely happy to be here. Um Obviously, I'm happy that I'm getting my second time around. It's good to see Avery. We haven't seen each other in a little while since he, you know, snowbirded down to Florida, but definitely happy to be back on. And Avery, you had a very special night last night celebrating uh, your family's 50 years of season tickets for the Rangers. Can you just talk about last night's game, your experience, and how much it meant to your family? It was a really cool moment to to have with the family and and to get that honor from the New York Rangers. I mean, it's accumulation of 25 years for me as a fan and and God knows how long for my grandpa and dad. I mean, they, they my grandpa has been a Ranger fan longer than he's been a season ticket holder. So you got to think how many years that's been. And it's just um, it, it was special. It's first of all, it's just special being back in the building. That was my first game of the season. And you kind of go from almost going to like every game to not even really being able to go to that many as you get older and you you, you decide to move to Miami. But now uh, being in the building and, and seeing them win and the way they did a lot of goals, a lot of excitement. Uh, being where I was on the glass. Yeah, you're uh, the fucking I, sickest seats ever. <laughs> I, I sit on the glass. Yeah, that's a. Um, Shout out my dad's friend Zach. He he gives us a couple a couple of those tickets every year, and it's a it's an awesome experience. But just just being back in the building, being with the family, it was it was a really special moment, and to to get that honor, like I said, from the Rangers, it was really cool. Can you also explain how they present? You got like a silver stick, like yeah. Uh, so our ticket rep uh, brought it over. He um, he had it in like a nice bag, and it, it was like a cool thing. And and I and apparently they did something on the jumbotron that we missed, but then we also got to take a picture on the ice. It, it was great, you know. Yeah. I've been able to take pictures on the ice before with friends. I, I brought people out, but to do it with, with the family, it was it was special. It's almost as if you played your thousandth game in the NHL. Like it seemed like a pretty yeah. legit thing they gave you. It was sick. Yeah, silver stick. And it was what just like on a on a puck i i mean we have the picture yeah the, it was up. like a it was a silver stick with the engraving and then it came on like a puck stand it was cool it was mm -hmm. very cool was it lefty righty can you uh can you pop it on to like a, a street hockey i stick think it's a lefty wanna... but no yeah i'm not popping that on any type of stick <laughs> it's staying in the staying in the mantle for sure yeah that's good and jacob you've had a really cool experience lately you were at henrik's hall of fame induction uh can you talk about that experience i mean you kind of gave us a little bit of a you know a brief summary but not too much detail so don't be shy here right sure yeah um it was a really really awesome experience um my ticket wrap as well um my dad's been season ticket holder i think i might have said this last time but since he was 13 he uses mm -hmm. bar mitzvah money and bought his first seat um so now it's been 40 this is 47 years for him now. Mm -hmm. um, so he's catching up slowly but surely. Yeah, you got your stick uh, coming soon. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And um, yeah, it was a really cool experience. So they reached out to us and they let us know that they were going to invite a few people up to Toronto. And if we wanted to go, um, we had two tickets to go. And my dad reached out to me. We had a lot of great experiences with Hank. Um, I genuinely think, and I actually said this to Hank. Um, luckily, I was able to meet him. I said to him, I think I've looked at your ass more than any human being of all time because I sat four rows behind him and <laughs> went to almost 30 to 40 games a year uh, for his entire career. So I genuinely watched him just as close as anyone besides maybe like Benoit Lair. Um and I got up to Toronto. They really rolled out the red carpet. There was four season ticket holders and then two suite holders um and then a bunch of people from the organization so i met some awesome people um i met the head of player relations um i met someone who kind of runs like all the vip guests who was really like the coolest person i ever met in my life um 
she had the Rolodex to go with it. And the first night we got there, uh, went to the Legends game. And right after that, we all went back, changed into like, we all had to wear suit and ties because, of mm-hmm. course, Hank needed us to like look nice and look presentable. Um, went Wait, to so a, a rooftop bar. Question. You were like, so you were with Hank the entire time, like following, basically following him around the entire time? Yeah. So we stay in the same hotel as him and his family. Um, so we were doing like little activities with them. So that first thing that we got to, we landed. He was already at the rink getting ready to, because he was going to play the game and get his blazer. Um, mm-hmm. So what they do on All-Star Weekend is they have the Legends game where they get everyone from um, like actual Hall of Famers to potential future Hall of Famers. I think Yandel played, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had this little Legends game inside of Scotia. Um, so we went over to Scotia. We watched that. And then after that, we all went back to hotel changed and then we went to this cocktail reception um, and we were all hanging out, met a bunch of his friends, uh, met a few of the season ticket holders, met a bunch of people from the garden. It was really great. And then he came in kind of like, you know, the King that he is and beer waiting for him on the bar, martini waiting for his wife. Like everything was just so rolled out to the nines. Um, And we were all just kind of able to hang out with him. So there was about like, I got to say it was probably like 35 to 40 people um, hanging out in this little bar, like having a party just for him. Uh, Yeah. And that was amazing. And then the next day we all went um, for breakfast, me, my dad, a couple of the reps that we know and Hank and his family were sitting right next to us. We had a little conversation with them, Um, you know, just kind of in awe of the fact that this guy who, for all intent purposes, we knew was going into the Hall of Fame, but the fact that he got in was amazing because we were watching him go in with Barrasso and Vernon and um, I think who else was there? Uh, Luongo, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like these guys who are all incredible goalies, but really it was only him and Lou who hadn't won. So it was like one of those things that was so upsetting to like hear them talk about these guys and be like, you won one cup here, you won another one here. And you sit there and you're like, man, I wish you got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're like, shit. Um, But it was amazing. And it was amazing experience. And and the garden rolled out, really did roll out the red carpet. And it was the first time that um, I was able to do anything like that, obviously, but it was really, really a cool experience. Avery, have you been to the hall of fame before? No, I've never been. And I think the coolest part about, that whole experience for you is that we've watched from start to finish Henrik Lundqvist's career our entire life. And you got to be, and you got to be a part of his accumulation of everything type mm-hmm. tour, which was incredible to see and incredible to live vicariously through you. So I appreciate you sending all the pictures, telling us the stories. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, super nice guy. I don't know if you guys ever met him. He is so rail thin. Like he must have a 26 waist and you look at him in the goalie gear and you're like, Oh, he's a pretty big dude. He is not at all mm-hmm. softest hands in the world though. It's insane. The guy must lotion like six times a day. Yeah. I got to meet him at the cup final and I've bragged about it ever since. So I don't need to tell that story <laughs> again. Um, yeah. But Jacob, I also understand that you have some questions prepared for us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, really, really got- curious to hear what you got cooking up here. Yeah. No, listen, you guys know I text these guys all the time. For anyone <laughs> who's listening in right now, I'm probably like the, when they say like Tony from Staten Island, I am Jacob from New York for these guys. Um, so I wrote a few things. And the first is I want to ask both of you. I mean, both of you guys played hockey, so you might be able to answer both of these. So a couple of days ago, uh, games ago on TNT, Jimmy VC had that interview after the game. And he talked about the compete level and how um, PL is kind of having them ranked and having every practice be competitive, every shift be competitive. Um, Jimmy, it's biz again. I, I asked Troobs uh, the same question before the game. What did Lavi let's say in training camp to this group? And, and what has he said during, over the course of the season so far to, to try to instill that winning attitude in the locker room? I think just uh, raise our compete level. Uh, it's I, I don't think it's a secret we have um, you know high end skill like I was just talking about on the power play. But uh, he's preached that we're going to defend uh, as hard or with as much attitude as we play offense. And uh, right from day one, it was uh, it was intense battle drills, and uh, you know every day in practice 
still we're, we're competing and uh, he actually tracks uh, you know who's on the winning team uh, of at the end of every practice and the numbers get posted so okay uh, oh, man. competition is uh, <laughs> is the theme this year and I was wondering I think that this is obviously a good team um, but you kind of look at it and I'm wondering if that extra compete level is something that we can continue through the whole year because I remember on the John Tortorella teams we needed a year or two to like get into shape for us to do that and to go from a system coach like Gallant where it didn't feel like there was so much movement and so much energy to this type of team like how how do guys find their legs and keep their legs well I would say that a lot of it's more of a system coach than Gallant Gallant was more of the hands-off um, but I think, you know, as the year progresses, you'll see come, come March, come April, I think the practices will be more maintenance and less intense. You know, right now you're just trying to see how much you can get out of these guys, especially, you know, a guy like Laviolette who isn't familiar with all these guys, right? Like, um, you know, especially now that you got a guy like Johnny Brodzinski in the lineup, um, you know, the Alexi Lafreniere's, uh, the younger defenseman like Keandre Miller. Yeah, of course, there are a lot of veterans on this team that, I'm sure Laviolette does have some familiarity with, but you got to know the buttons you can push. And, uh, you know, I think Gallant never really got to that level because he wasn't much of a, you know, I got to fire the fucking, you know, I got to fire this guy up or whatever. Um, you know, it was an unnecessary F-bomb, but I, I didn't really know what I was saying. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I think the practices are really intense right now and they're going to continue to be intense. But, you know, always in the NHL, as the year goes on, you know, when playoff time is around the corner, you kind of want to, uh, maintain the bodies and make sure guys are healthy and, and not getting hurt. But I think right now, um, you know, being that it is early December, you can push these guys to the limit and just try to get the most out of them on the day to day. But Avery, I don't know if you have something else on that. No, at 18, at 18 and four, when the team's playing so good, you kind of start to sound like such a broken record in terms of how you talk about them. Cause there's only been really good things that have happened. And I keep reverting back to the same thing. In the beginning of the year, we talked about how Chris Drury brought in a lot of these depth guys versus going out and signing one big ticket player. And and the depth is just going to continue to help them in terms of the compete level. Like that's how they're going to keep going is guys are going to keep changing, inter interchanging out of the lineup. You see in that bottom bottom six, you talk about guys like Pitlick, VZ, the compete level is going to always be there because they want to stay in the lineup. So I think Johnny said it best. And, and yeah, I sound like a broken record because I keep talking about the same thing, but it's really it, it really all goes back to jury in terms of what he did in the offseason well i actually want to give an example too like you know i i played for greg carville at umass my freshman and sophomore year and <clears throat> he was a very intense coach to play for and uh you know our practices every single practice was filmed we would go over video like as a team he'd show clips from practice if you had your foot off the gas and you fucked off for one shift in practice like you were getting called out and you were getting embarrassed so you know i think not that laviolette does that but when you keep score and keep track of competition and practice like nobody wants to be that guy that's bringing the group down right so i think it's something of a you know a, a self-pride thing like i know there were games and there were practices i was going into the video room and i was like oh my god i'm about to get fucking ripped right now and i just like you know sat there with my face in my hands like just just didn't want to take it but you know i think almost any hockey player that goes through that can speak to that and and you know there obviously are some times where you don't feel as good on a, on a day like a monday you know after back-to-back -back games you probably don't feel as good um you know body wise but Again, you just want to show effort because you never want to be that guy who's called out in video and gets embarrassed in front of the team. So that's something I would say about the whole competition thing that VZ spoke about. And I'll actually, you know, Jacob, I love that point because I'll plug the VZ clip into the pod too so people can hear if they if they miss it on the TNT broadcast. Yeah. No, this, and that's the reason I wanted to ask that. I mean, as a former player and, and a guy who worked uh, who was playing at UMass, like that's what I want to hear. I'm not a former player myself. I was a fat Kid who just like couldn't yeah, I know plenty of fat kids see. who are pretty good at hockey. Eh, Trouche. Um, <laughs> but I think it was it was one of those things. It was one of those things that I had a feeling that maybe it would catch up to them. The way that I'm not really a big basketball fan, but I know like Thibodeau, he pushes his guys to the limit, and then they all burn out in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if that was something that maybe you would be aware of. But I totally understand the idea of that compete level, and it is such. An inherent feeling in hockey that these guys are there for their team and they want to show up every single day um and then you see a guy like brodzinski come in or cooley come in um and really like they're they're showing a lot more than what i had expected from them mm -hmm. um obviously they produce down on the level below but to come in and 
be 200 foot players is is really amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned UMass, and that kind of perfect segues to my next question, uh, which is actually about Zach Jones. Um, I'm not sure yeah, you obviously familiar with Zach Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's been really, really great for the system. Um, it's really hard to see him as a seventh defenseman because unfortunately he is the seventh defenseman and he's the odd man out in this situation. But could you see him possibly playing a forward position um, if need be? Because it just, he seems so comfortable getting deep into the offensive zone and being able to get back. Um, I know switching positions is super difficult. If you're a, if you're a defenseman, it's really hard to be a forward. If you're a forward, it's incredibly hard to be a defenseman. But he just seems like a player who deserves a little more time, and he really gets this system. And PL seems to really, really like him. Um, and why wouldn't he? He he plays perfect in this system. So I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I was talking to you know a good buddy who I wanted to come on the show today, Mario Ferraro on the Sharks. He was in town this weekend, and you know we got dinner and stuff on Saturday. And he actually said, like, dude, you know I feel bad for Jonesy because he'd be you know an every night guy anywhere else. Like right now, the Rangers decor is so deep and so strong. Um, and obviously they're winning games, so it's tough to change anything up. But, uh, you know, as far as him playing forward, I don't I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's a bad idea because he has offensive talent, right? Like you see him when he plays, he, he's not afraid to jump up in the rush, make a play, make a read. But again, I think, you know, he's a guy who's never played forward, I don't think, in his life. I mean, I you know, I would have to ask him directly about that. But uh, with the way the Rangers are built right now up front, I, I don't I don't see him you know, being a bottom six guy, like you want your bottom six guys to be the coolies, the Beninos, the Pitlicks, the guys who throw the body, who, you know, right. put their body in front of, you know, on the line to block shots. Like not that Jonesy doesn't block shots, but he's not really a guy who's like, you know, laying out and, and you know, going face first to, to block a shot. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, having those uh, depth guys like the Brodzinski's, even Anton Bleed, who, you know, got called up, but was sent back down pretty quickly um, to come in and just bang bodies and, you know, make sure pucks don't go into their own net is probably more realistic than Jonesy playing forward. But I could see it happening like um, where they'd go 11-7, you know, because the the Rangers actually, uh, Laviolette said it last night, there are a lot of guys banged up and guys were banged up in that Nashville game where, you know, if a defenseman goes down, you don't want to have 5D. So I think we could see it happen where they go 11-7 on any given night as opposed to like putting Jonesy up at forward. Although I guess in that sense, maybe he would get a couple shifts. So. It's, it's not a bad thought. I just, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I know. I know it's tough. It's tough because you kind of sit there and you want to give him the minutes because he seemed to have really fit into the system very well. And he's a really smart player. And he, like you said, I think he would be a day in and day out guy, most other places. Um, so I wanted to just try to think of a way that you could fit him in, but unfortunately it would have to be bottom six. And I just, I think I agree with mm-hmm. you. Also, can we talk about just last night's game, how fucking funny it was that Duclair and Carpenter were their two first goal scorers for San Jose? Like, it really is. Like, I know we joke about it a lot on Twitter, but, like, it actually is real that every former Ranger comes back and scores a goal. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, I've made a lot of money in my life betting former Rangers to score. Yeah, it's a thing. It's like first goal, first NHL goal and former New York mm-hmm. Rangers always against the the Rangers. But it, it it becomes this thing where you think about it. They're playing the world's most famous arena. Who wouldn't? be the most juiced up to score there. Like mm-hmm. every every top player is going to want to perform the best at MSG. You look at like even in basketball, Steph Curry, he could have broken the three-point record the night before in Portland, and he was yeah. like, no, I wanted to break it at the world's most famous arena. So it's just the allure being there is definitely different than anywhere else. So we do have a ton of fan questions that I want to get to, and a lot of them are actually kind of the same theme. But uh, this one's actually really good, and this is for Avery. Uh, from Dpar five one eight, is Avery going to recreate the "Now I Can Die in Peace" picture when we bring home the cup? I think you have to. I think that'd be so good. Yeah, I think I think it it was definitely a thought in twenty fourteen because th- there was a lot of talk about "Now I Can Die in Peace," especially because it was the twenty year anniversary. They, my grandparents and my dad did a whole bit, uh, and my uncle did a whole bit on uh, NBC. They brought them on, so it was it was a really cool moment, and and we were thinking about it. We were thinking about and they 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 had even asked you know are are your kids gonna do it and i think i don't know if it would say now i can die in peace but it would say something like now we can die something like now we can die in peace too yeah (laughs) Yeah, it would be something of that nature but it's always been a thought we'll see 
We'll see. I, I, I think don't that's wanna... so good. That'd be a great yeah. like just side by side pic. That would that would live on forever. That picture side by side. Oh yeah, no Sick. doubt. I remember when I met Avery and I learned that that was his dad, and it it pained me because me and my brother have looked at each other our entire lives, and we said that is the most true sentiment that we've ever read. And it's just, we want that feeling so badly. So I feel like, uh, yeah, like throwing up like an us two or finally we 10. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the greatest. It's literally the perfect encapsulation of what it means to be a Rangers fan, what it means to be a hockey fan. It's yeah, it's just perfect. Is that a limited edition shirt? I want that. Yeah. So they, so they made this shirt, um, in my dad, we, they actually sued we sued the people who made the shirt for the copyright because i mean they they probably made hundreds of thousands right. of dollars off of it and the only thing that we got was uh, a bunch of the shirts but i don't even know where they are now i would love I, one of those yeah someone gave, someone gave me that um sean apuzo yeah, yeah. Chicken producer gave oh yeah me. yeah he gave me that shirt he said it didn't fit it's like a size small but i just hang it up on my in my yeah. room now that's sick and yeah. for those who couldn't see they're listening on like spotify or apple apple pod uh, Avery just panned his camera to like a now I can die in peace shirt 1994 Stanley Cup champion was sick she could uh, find them around eBay or something I'm, I'm a cop one yeah. uh, another one for you Avery this is from Adam Monty 27 why was Avery too cool to get a drink with me at the bar tonight <laughs> I just it was it was a long night man it, it, I wanted to be with my family I, I some listen sometimes most of the time if I'm at a Ranger game and you DM me I'll I'll come by and say hello but Last night was a little different. I was just wanted to be with the family. It was mm-hmm. kind of a special moment. So Avery wouldn't even hang out with me. So uh, fair yeah. enough there. But next one, this is like a kind of a two-parter from Brandman7694. And we'll throw to you first, Jacob. Would you throw your hat on the ice for a hat trick? I would personally not because I have so many rare ones and one with autographs. Oh, good question. Um, I'm a superstitious kid, like really superstitious. So if we were playing well and we're on a winning streak that hat's probably staying on um but you know if it was just like a cold night i threw a beanie on yeah why not i mean i i don't see why i wouldn't i've always wondered where those go like so what, all right you know? i know yeah. exactly where they're yeah, okay. yeah so first of all we were down below by the glass and we were just getting peppered with hats because people throw them and like kind of some of them miss so we we were just yanking it we we were picking them up and throwing them over and it's crazy to me. Some people are just throwing over super nice hats. Like, I don't <laughs> think, do they think that they're just going to get them back? So what happens is, is they they bring them back and they do, they all dump them all in Panarin's locker. So oh, really? If, yeah. So whoever gets the hat trick, they actually put them in the locker. So when they come back, it's like a cool moment for the guy. But then what? That's awesome. And then I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, then they probably donate them. I don't know what happens. To have you guys been to Philly? No. Either of you guys been to the okay? So they do a really cool thing. They put it into like a big glass case, mm. and they commemorate it. And they have like the a picture of the guy, the person's stick, and the puck. That's cool. And uh, yeah, and I was like, that would be awesome. Like if you're walking into the garden, there was like these little moments. Um, but then again, it's the garden's used for too many things for yeah. them to actually do that. Yeah. That, that would be cool, cool though. though. All right, I can't believe we're still getting these, but Giordano, thirteen ninety nine. Given how good the team is playing right now, should they have tried bringing eighty eight back? <laughs> like, how are we still doing Kane questions, guys? Come on. No, nah, I mean I wish they did, but it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to even speak more onto that because I agree with Avery. I mean, I, I could, I could see great, like but... I could see them bringing Vlad back. That's a possibility. Otto was playing terrible, and if. They need to make a trade deadline acquisition. You know, you lose Kako. That could happen, but I don't know. I don't know where people are asking about Kane still. It's unfortunate. I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. It's that time of year. It's armchair GM time where we're all kind of sitting there being like, how can we tinker with this? How can we figure out this and that and, you know, whatever. But um, yeah. I don't think I want to start playing that just yet. Mm, not yet. Either. All right. Jay Glenn Art. Third jersey is awful. Let's hear about it. What are your guys' thoughts? Terrible. Ah, I, I love it. I think it's one of those things where, listen, they, they've had much better ones in the past, but also it could be a it could be so much worse. And B, you just think about MSG and the simplicity and how, how much of a storied franchise we are like they didn't really need to go crazy with this one. I saw um, Hart and Brunson wearing them last night. Mm-hmm. They, they looked awesome. 
the yeah, jerseys look incredible. Sick in them. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that um, they went for a little bit more of a stylish look. And I also think when you see the Rangers skate out on the ice with them in their full uniform with the socks and the gloves and the helmet, everybody's going to turn around on them just like they did with the Liberty jerseys. Because not the first know, ones, not the first ones. The reverse retros. If you if you remember, people did not like them. People I didn't. Were not happy with them. I didn't. Like, I still don't like the first ones. No, nah, hmm. they were they were they look good. Not as listen, good as so I, I listen. They're not feeling... listen. They're not what the original ones were, but they couldn't be. So they are what they are. But I right. still think they looked awesome at the end of the day. I, I think my feelings behind it is I do love the color. <laughs> I think the color. Sorry, I have no, to. No, no, I'm laughing because think... Avery's Avery's tick is at the end of the day. He always says, "Yeah, that. And he I'm getting better." Saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that the color is great. Um, actually, my favorite jersey and this is like a very hot take but my favorite ranger jersey ever was the 85th anniversary ones um the ones i had in new york and it was like a cream almost and then the navy blue yeah i know what you're talking about yeah it was like red lettering with like the white outside or like kind of like yellowing outside you can oh, look like them the, up. Like they, like the Gabrick ones, like yeah, like yes, yeah, the yeah, Gabrick yeah. ones. Like I, I always, I always call them like the Dubinsky ones for some reason. No, that's but, fair because Dubinsky yeah, had so that like, that yeah. that Sally against Boston in that jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so those are like my favorite jerseys of all time. Obviously, I love our original jerseys, but that's like my favorite jersey. I think the color is incredible. Mm-hmm. So I do like the colors of these. Mm-hmm. Um, I just for some reason it's just I don't like how Adidas does Rangers jerseys they shrink everything down all these other teams like i see the blackhawks they got big numbers big letters like everything looks nice i feel like everything's just truncated with the rangers like it's not going all the way across it's like it's just in this little area here um the numbers are just seem smaller so i just have something against adidas um well we didn't even see the back of the jersey yet though right they didn't show the back no i don't think it's no the white text but Jerseys grow on people. Like you look at the Devils jerseys, the ones with the the white stripes, the with the black mm-hmm. lettering and jersey. People hated them at first, and now everybody seems to like them a lot. I think they're actually pretty nice too. I hate the Devils, but I, I think they're mm-hmm. a nice jersey. And when guys perform well in the jerseys, it just it makes people happier. Wait, are right, John? Hold on, I actually have a question. Were yeah. you talking about the second the the first rendition of the reverse retro Liberty was like the dark blue, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. That's the, that's way nicer than the second one. The second one with the red sleeve? With the royal blue. I like the royal blue better. The Rangers were also like 07 and 2 in the royal blue. Yeah, games. but but I I like yeah, I like those ones cuz I like the red. I I think I think the like the one you're talking about the first rendition of the reverse retro is similar to these ones where it's that like darker color and there's not much flair to it. You know, it kind of just yeah. has like a practice jersey vibe, right? Like the other, you know, the second reverse retro had the red it had it just had like way more going on and i and i think there's you know two sides of it right where you you kind of want a jersey like the rangers to be a little bit more classic and not have so much going on but the stripes on this one i think make it a little bit you know more modern like we see today but again i i I just i I think pete blackburn actually tweeted it like the rangers have such a beautiful crest but it doesn't belong on a jersey yeah i don't know we'll see how it looks on the ice but I, I will say that I there must be something between the original reverse retro, like the original, not the original reverse retro, the original Liberty jersey that the Rangers can't exactly emulate it. There might be like a copyright yeah. issue or something. I don't know for sure, but it, it was definitely different in, in the 90s. So I, I don't know. All I want is the white Liberty back. That's yeah. All I want. That's, Every, that's what everybody wants. That's but it. I, think, wants I, I think I think right now the Rangers are trying to go like, they're trying to build a new avenue or, or a new standard for how they feel about their jerseys, which is fine. I think mm-hmm. the, the the blue and the white home and aways are, are good enough for me. And if they decide yeah. to drop a new one. Well, here's my own question, actually, that other NHL teams are starting to do. And I'm kind of against it for the Rangers, but I thought fucking San Jose rocked the shit out of it last night. The, the home colored bucket with the white uniform. I thought San Jose's was really clean love the rangers blue helmets with the white jerseys i don't think it would look as good yeah it wouldn't match it wouldn't match i think you need the navy like i think you can do the navy or no the like because the have pants are red you'd probably need like a red a red helmet which would be yeah ah, i don't even know about that either yeah well, what mm-hmm. works is they have like 
the sharks have like the teal sleeves, so mm-hmm. it kind of like yeah. blends. And the in. pants, though, teal pants. Yeah, and the yeah, pants, and the teal pants. Right, the pants are huge. Um, but I don't see the Rangers. Maybe they'll try it once. I don't see it sticking though. Um, yeah. All right, this is a really good question from Sorkin Matthew Ten. Which pair of shutdown centers are you taking, Bonino and Trocheck, or Moore and Boyle? Okay, so I think I'll hop on this one first. I'm gonna say Trocheck yeah. and Benino. Like it's kind of. Um, I think I think that more has like a place in my heart, but it's almost like a Jimmy VC place in my heart where it's like, hey man, you came back to us. You you pushed really hard. I love the, your work ethic. This that and the other. Benino is a Stanley Cup winner. Like there there's something different about those guys. There's something different about a guy who was and he didn't maybe didn't produce at the top 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 level but um i always mention this you know if you ever look at the picture from 94 when we win when that last face-off happens steve larmer is finishing his check in the back of that photo you see messier jumping in the air you see but like steve larmer is finishing his check right on the board and like that's the guy who wins you a stanley cup and that's what benino is going to do that's what i think pitlick is going to do um, and I just think Trocek's a far better player than Boyle. I mean, Boyle's awesome. Great. We love Boyle. Um, super nice person, I assume. But Trocek's just a better player. So if you're if you're putting apples to apples, um, that's that's kind of where my heart goes. Yeah, it's different. It's it's hard to compare the two. They're 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 a bunch of you know, they're different players. They're different play play styles. You look at Vinny Trocek, who's arguably one of the best faceoff men in the league right now, if not the best. Because you look at the Rangers analytically in terms of faceoffs, they're the number one team by far. And when the Rangers are in a situation they need to win a faceoff, you see Vinny Trocek get sent on the ice every single time. And if it's not him, it's Benino. So they have serious confidence, and it's showing. And I love it. I was up close last night, and every time Vinny Trocek takes a draw and the other guy gets kicked out, he's chirping him. He's letting him know, like, what are you doing? Like, get, like, get out, like, buddy. Like, what are you chirping about? Like, you obviously jumped. And uh, when he loses a draw, he, he he's not happy with himself. On the power play, he lost a draw. They they cleared it out, and he he was kind of smacking his stick on the boards, unhappy. So he has that competitive edge, and he also puts a lot of pucks in the net, and he gets a lot of assists. He gets a lot of points. So I'm going. I'm actually happy check. you said that, Avery, because uh, Rangers Muse, who's a great follow on on Twitter, tweeted out today actually. Vinny Trocheck in his last 13 games, five goals, 13 assists, 18 points, plus four. 65.2% face-off win percentage, 18 hits. Guy's been absolutely elite on the second line, which is so beyond true. Yeah, 100%. How many years did we go as fans watching our team lose face-offs? And finally, we are have the best face-off team, and now we're the best team in hockey. It's like there is something to be said about face-offs. They're important. Having the puck is, is, is how you can score. You can't yep. score without the puck, so like – it is it is really nice to see a strong point you need uh-huh. the puck yeah. to score strong point. Oh, yeah. you need the puck to score and you and you look at of the years that we've we watched the rangers when was the last time we've had this much center depth when Heedle comes back arguably best four centers in the league top to bottom la is up there too for sure yeah i was going to say byfield byfield looks really good this yeah. year yeah la has got some pretty good centers as well um but the, those two teams everyone's talking right now uh 2014 rematch right 10 years later um but yeah actually avery to to that uh i believe we have a pretty similar question i hate their goal horn more that that goal horn gives me more ptsd than no the the cartman go kings go that yeah it's so bad uh i think we had a heat one where i'm gonna find it maybe not build a thrill we had a question from jackknife82 brodzinski might force lobby let to keep him in the lineup who comes out when Heedle's healthy? Hmm. Oh man! I mean, I think the obvious is Pitlick. Yeah, yeah I, it seems it seems to be the obvious, but I also think that I know that Wheeler is a. It's kind of an issue, at least in my group chats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we got we got plenty of Wheeler should... stuff coming next. So, all right, so I'll hold off on that. But I just think that I just think that where are you slotting in Heedle when he comes back? Um, I think you put him on the third line. I just would like to see and hear what you guys think that third line should look yeah, like. Yeah, I would think it's – or you want to go over you had some – No, I was just going to say that Heedle – a lot can happen between now and him coming back. We 
we know, as you just said, that it could it could be a while, and who knows where Johnny Brodzinski's at? Who knows where Pitlick's at in terms of how they're playing? A lot can happen, but yeah, you'd probably say Pitlick. Yeah, go ahead, Johnny. I would say that third line looks like Hedl Cooley Wheeler. Um, yeah, you know, obviously you're not moving Trocheck, and I think right now. Benino can go back down to that fourth line center. Gaudreau can move to the wing. And then you have Benino, Gaudreau, VZ as the fourth line, um, which, which you know, was playing fine um, before everything kind of happened. So I think that would be the simplest move to make. But again, I've heard people say, try Heedle with Mika and Kreider on the first line, put him at wing. Um, you know, especially if Benino and, and uh, Gaudreau are doing this well faceoffs wise, you know, in the middle. So. The, the, the good news is, is that with the way the Rangers are playing right now and their record, they have room to try things. You know, you can yep. you can take a game where you try different combinations. Right. So I think that's something big about the games they've won. It gives them room to be creative. I mean, also, we tried something the other game and won. like that's that's a rarity in, in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one I know is going to fire up Avery. This is from Simi Sammy. Should we be concerned about Igor? Oh, God. Now, you know, I don't even really want to entertain this one. You went off. Was it Saturday that you were going off? Yeah, I just, I don't. Try, try being, try being another fan. Try being an Oilers fan, and then come back and then wish you had hadn't said that about Igor. Like, I just don't understand how. Okay, maybe one or two ones that he wishes he could have back. But if you watch an entire 60-minute game with Igor Shosturkin in net, there's at least two to three moments where he keeps us in the game mm-hmm. every single time. It's the same way with Henrik. It's the same way with Igor. He's going to go down as one of the best goaltenders in franchise history without a doubt. And I, it just bothers me when people micromanage a guy who's carried us for every single season he's been our goaltender. Jacob, you got anything? Yeah, of course. Um, it's a tough, listen, it's a tough thing for me. I'm just plugging in my computer. Sorry. Um, I wrote as one of my questions that we didn't get to was why does it seem that he can't hold a shutout? Um, Cody says that a lot. It's not that I don't think, yeah, it's not that I don't think he's great. Listen, it's not that I don't think that he's great, but what it, what it feels like is Maybe the D lets him out to dry. Um, I saw a stat today. Somebody tweeted at Val Kett, and they're like, how are we on odd man rushes? And he's like, we're 26th in the NHL. 27. Or 27. 27. Yeah, 27th yeah. in the NHL. Like, maybe we are allowing too many odd man rushes. Maybe this, that, or the other. But I haven't – I still feel confident when we go into a game and, like, let's say that we go down – one nothing. We come back and we're at two one. I'm confident that he's going to hold on to that game, but I'm not sure how confident I am come playoff time that he's going to be able to lock it down and and steal games for us right now. Um, he has done it, mm-hmm. and I think he's incredible. But I don't have that feeling where Hank would come in and you know his game seven record was insane. Yeah. It's like if you won game six, you basically won the series and. That was just like an incredible feeling. Um, I think Igor is going to get there. I think the team around him are blocking shots. They're they're playing D that is helping him out. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really get it either why there's any question if he's the guy or whatever. He definitely is. It's just there's something missing, whether, you know, it's that killer instinct, but I think it's showing when he smashes a stick. I don't know. I got I something to say, unless Avery, you 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 got something. If you yeah. if you look at Igor's if you look at Igor's Vesna winning season, he had ten out of twelve starts in I think it was around February March where he did not record above a nine hundred save percentage. He's going to have moments where it, you can't you can't sit in the back of the net for you know. 40 50 games and have a great game every single night so there's going to be games where you look back and say okay Igor probably could have had a better game but when it comes down to the playoffs and when guys start stop pinching like the Rangers are playing very aggressive right hockey hockey right now and it's rewarding them because of how aggressive they're playing and they're stepping up on the blue line and they're making plays but in the playoffs it all backs up and they start to play a little bit more defense and you see that the defense is going to stay in the defensive zone a little bit longer and help out Igor and you're going to see Igor making a lot more saves and coming up in big moments like he always does. I, I'm just saying I understand where how people feel, 
but it's also like to micromanage a guy who's been carrying us and carrying us and carrying us. Mm -hmm. It's not fair. And just because Jonathan Quick's playing great, which is which really helps out everybody's mental state, doesn't mean that Igor isn't the guy and won't be the guy for the next however many years he wants to stay in New York. And I was going to say, even to Jacob's point about like the playoffs, like you look at the game sevens Igor's played in, you know, Pittsburgh completely outshot the Rangers in game seven a couple of years ago. Rangers went four to three in overtime. He plays great in Carolina on the road, wins a game seven there. Then game seven last year against the Devils. I mean, that's a scoreless game halfway through. And yeah. it's still a two nothing game, you know, pretty late in the third period. Um, yeah. And the Rangers don't find a way to score a goal and bail him out. And again, like even in that playoff series against the Devils, like, Game one, game two, only one goal against. Game three, I think a 2-1 game in overtime. Game four, uh, what was that one? What was game four? I think they lost 3-1 to one with empty net maybe. Like Siegenthaler yeah. had that late goal. Game five, Rangers get shut out. That was probably your worst game in the series. Game six, mm -hmm. comes home, plays well. Rangers win, what, 6-2 or something like that, 5-2. Yep. And then game seven, again, like I just said. So Igor is has been a killer in the playoffs, I think, so far. But the Rangers just haven't given him you know, for lack of a better term, that run support that you talk about in baseball a lot when DeGrom's in the mound, right? He plays a fucking shutdown game pitching, but the Mets don't score runs. Um, and, and again, I want to reference uh, Rangers Muse because he put up uh, Igor stats yesterday. Igor in his last 10 games played 8-2-0, percentage, 2.38 goals against, two overtime wins, 25-plus saves in all 10 games, and 30-plus saves in six of the 10. So I'm not worried about Igor at all. And, uh, you know, the, the fucking most coward thing you can do as a hockey fan is put blame on the goalie, right? So uh, I think Avery said that, so I'm quoting my good friend over there. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not worried about Igor. The last thing I'll say on this, and I don't know for sure, and I'd love to see if I can get a stat on this. It feels like, just from watching hockey and being a hockey fan, it feels like we're at an all-time low in shutouts in terms of the NHL's history. The goal scoring's at an all-time high, and it just feels like there really hasn't been that many shutouts. I, yeah. I don't remember seeing that many this season already. I think Cam and, Talbot has a couple, actually, in L.A. Really? But, so. other, but other than that, it just doesn't feel like they're – I mean – Quickie's got at, two. Yeah, you, but you yeah. look at – you, you look at – all right, now they're really starting to stack up. We, we, we might need to investigate this. But I'm just saying, like, it felt like when Henrik was playing, I mean, he was getting 10 to 12 a season almost. Yeah. I think Sorokin had, like, eight last year for the Islanders. Yeah, which um, it, which is a lot for, for Sorokin. Yeah, it's a lot. It yeah. is a lot, a lot. Yeah. We'll see. Someone's right, got to pull that out for me. I'm going to use two more because we have a lot of questions. These ones are a little more fun. I'm also going to make one comment because this guy, Willie White, 17, and this, and this I don't know, if Jacob, you'll, you'll get this one, but Avery will. Uh, Willie White, 17, just had to say, how the fuck are you going to pass on the bread man from our – Yeah, uh, it's tough. Yeah. Tough scene. Yeah, that's a tough one. Still a tough scene. Um, all right, so next one from Lauren Khaleesi. Have you guys been to many NHL arenas, and if so, what's your favorite besides MSG? That's a great question. I, mm -hmm. I, I like going away from New York Rangers questions sometimes. Uh, obviously, the number one's MSG, but if it's not, I've been hey, to I've Vegas been to is pretty fucking sick. I will say that. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I've been to I've been to a good amount. I would say, if you have one, Jacob, you can go. But yeah, yeah, um, I'll tell you the best fan. Like where I went and I was genuinely intimidated. Um, I went to a couple of the series back in the day when we were really battling it out against Washington. Mm. Um, that, that place DC is sick. Crowd, that DC crowd when they get like the you know rock the red or whatever mm -hmm. during the playoffs. I mean, it is intimidating. That building is an absolute madhouse. Um, really, really fun experience to go there um but my favorite one to go to that i actually like enjoy um i don't know i mean the rock isn't bad but pr i probably i probably say philly mm. i really have a good time in philly especially just how they have it set up there all the sporting arenas are right next to each other you have that huge bar right in the middle um it's one of like the coolest places to go see a game so if you ever get a chance definitely definitely get to philly i've yeah, been to a lot I'll of arenas say... that i haven't seen a game at too though you know, so I feel like it's tough to judge in that sense. I want like I, like, yeah, here we go. Yeah, I'll say Pittsburgh has a great bar, and PPG Paints is is a really fun one to be at. Uh, not when the Rangers are losing. Um, Florida, Florida's fun. I've had a, I've had a couple of great experiences in the uh, in the 
Florida Panthers arena. I forget the name. It used to be BB. It's, it's FLA it's like, Live now, I think. Yeah, right? it's something, something weird, or, or it's, I think it starts with an A. I don't know. Oh, they changed but, it this year. You're right. Yeah, they yeah, changed it this it's, year. Uh, it's like a, I, I don't know. Yeah. But it is fun there. I hate to say this, and once again, I might get killed for saying this, but the the Rock, yeah. besides the food, the Rock is is a is a really good viewing experience from top to bottom. Yeah. You could have the worst seats there, and you feels like really right nice. on top of the ice. So, mm-hmm. uh, I will say they built that arena pretty nice, and it's a good good atmosphere outside. We got American whiskey. Shout out our boy Kevin. I love going there. It was not fun being there for game seven. I've seen two game yeah. sevens there and the Rangers lost both of them. And uh, yeah, you're not allowed to go again. Yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to go again. Just just stay just stay away. Yeah, I will say most underrated, one. most underrated one I've been to uh, American Airlines, Dallas, Dallas Stars. They have a really good crowd. Obviously, Dallas is a very you know big sports town. Um, when I played junior in Wichita Falls, we were like an hour and a half away from Dallas. So when the Rangers were in town, I go to those games, which is really cool. But uh Got to see a lot of stars games and you know that place is is really really fun and the fans love hockey down there so i would say dallas shout out to the stars yeah for the for the best goal song um oh it's like dallas and tara yeah yeah it's It's just like yeah it's heavy amelie amelie arena is awesome i've never been oh that's that that's That's like a must go to arena that is a great spot and that's tampa for those who don't know also like what i do love about like those kinds of teams like Dallas and Vegas are the two that come to mind. Uh, Florida does it also. Those teams have like a chant in the anthem. So for Dallas, it's like, uh, I, I don't know why I'm blanking on the national anthem lyrics right now, but like they always go stars when like, um, yeah. what's the fucking lyric? When do they say star um, in, the, in the Star Spell Manor? Um, oh, say can you see? I don't know. Um, oh, say does then, that stars? Yeah, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. And then, and then Vegas does nights for the night, and then yeah. uh, Florida does red for red glare. Um, so those are really cool. I wish the Rangers had one of those. You know, like well, it's fun. It's funny. A lot of the times you'll go to games and they'll do the national anthem and just let's go, let's go Rangers. Like every five oh, seconds. Oh, 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 why am I? Why? Why didn't I include Bridgestone, dude? That's the best arena I've ever been to. Really, Bridgestone, dude. When you if you go to a day game there and you go in and the the Rangers or whoever you're rooting for wins, and then you walk out onto Broadway and have an amazing day. Mm-hmm. That by far, it's so cool to be around Bridgestone. The fact that it's right there on yeah. Broadway is so awesome. I don't know why, but I was gonna say there, but I've never been to a game there. I just been to like the draft, and I've yeah. Seen it. So, so my point now is is that um, when they do the national anthem, they don't say a word. No, 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 like, dude. There were fans. There were fans uh, at the Garden when the Rangers played the Preds, and UC Saros was starting, and all the Preds fans did. Oh, say can UC? It was actually kind of sick. Is that a thing? There must. There must. That must be recent because i yeah. remember going to a predator predators game and they didn't say a word it was rene the rangers, by rene the rangers thing we have a thing it's just people just scream yeah. <laughs> people just yeah. yell yeah. people yeah. just yell let's go rangers at every single break i kind of love it everybody's like oh it might be a little disrespectful but i think it's great it's just yeah. like one of those things where people are just lunatics and then when it hits the big moment that's when like the whole garden gets like mm. crazy you know what's funny yeah. about that too? The other night they had like a, a saxophone player do the anthem. And, yeah. And people actually screamed, let's go Rangers, like less, which I found interesting because like when someone's singing, they have no problem interrupting the singer, but this guy is actually not even like saying any words and people were more quiet. I thought that was like really funny. And so yeah, we all love the saxophone. Yeah. Let's be honest. I um, just love being lunatics at the garden. I remember also, when, Henrik, when Henrik was doing his speech for Henrik Knight, he couldn't get a word in. Yeah. He literally could not get a word in. Mark Messier for his banner night said like, I apologize if I have some tears. Like he was an emotional guy. Messi always cried. And you heard in the crowd, someone go, there it is. When he started crying and Messi stopped his speech and started laughing. I thought that was so funny. Um, But all right, last question from Mike underscore D 92. This is kind of back to the Jersey talk. And I think Avery and I have talked about it before, but Jacob, we can get your uh, perspective on this one too. Could the Rangers get a fourth Jersey for the stadium series? What should it look like? I think they will. I think they. I. I. I don't know if state. Uh, they probably will, right? Stadium Series as New Jersey. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they they got one for the one against the Devils and the Islanders. Oh yeah, I they had like the pinstripe was... stuff, right? They definitely right. will because if they didn't put it on that list that they were talking about, how they where they're going to wear the new third jersey, I, I think right. that they're gonna, they're definitely going to. Yeah, I think so too. And I said it, and those could be. Yeah, I said it before. I would love to see them do like what uh, Team USA did at the World Junior when they played outdoor against Buffalo, like that Buffalo Bill style jersey. I'd love a New York Giants, like, you know, big number in front, like maybe NY just up here in the middle um, and kind of like tribute football. It's so cool because I've been looking for that number eight Fox jersey. Oh, it's so sick. That jersey is the sickest thing ever. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love that idea. I I hope that they don't do what they did last time because they had that the chrome. That kind of looked like that SpongeBob episode from like th- year three thousand. Which one? Um, they when they did the outdoor series at Yankee Stadium, the stadium series, they had the chrome jerseys, where it was like the big yeah, they were horrible. Chrome thing, the white ones. Yes, the white ones. I like you, you. Probably don't remember that. Oh, oh no, dude, the no, letter, no, the lettering was, was horrible. Like the New York, yeah, the New York, yeah, really? Yeah, no, 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 no. No, the lettering yeah, was no, actually no, really nothing. bad on those. Um, but yeah, it would be, that would be really cool if they kind of did like a little thing with the NFL, um, you know, to talk about jerseys quickly, if we can, yeah. and this will be as quick as possible. Um, I don't know how I feel about fanatics. Obviously there's like the whole shenanigans that's going on, but what I really hate is we have the worst like gear merch of any sport. And like, we should have. The hockey in general should have the best merch. It should have like things to keep you warm when you're sitting on ice level. You should be able to wear it out. You should be able. It's like we just don't have anything. We have pretty crummy sweatshirts and pretty crummy shirts. Well, I actually will plug Starter because I did that event last week and uh, their black that ice collection true. was actually pretty fucking sick. Um, and I do want to. Th- there was actually a lot of people that came out that like recognized me from the Blue Crew and stuff. And uh, I want to thank everybody that came out. That was really cool. So. Got to do that last week, which is awesome. So Starter is coming back with some hockey stuff, hockey collabs. There you go. Jacob's rocking it right now. Um, and, yeah, that new line's pretty cool. Yeah, the Starter. I mean, listen, that would be great. Starter and Mitchell and Ness have done a really good job of keeping mm-hmm. the vintage and the retro back in hockey, and I think that's what you need. You need the vintage and retro stuff. That's what everyone goes for. I mean, I'm like the 47 era collection, right? Isn't yeah, that- 47, mm-hmm. 47. Yeah. 47 has taken a lot of money for me. Their Instagram ads are killer, man. Oh, I that's like a prime Instagram ad is 47. Oh, bro. The hat <laughs> and, the, and the shirts, they know how to get me. They they got a fish hook in me, bro. But yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's I don't think it's been that bad. I think the official NHL stop, shop stuff ha- hasn't been great, but if you go That's exactly what I was like, talking Mitchell about. And Ness, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree mm-hmm. with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I was I was really just focusing on more like what can I get at the garden? What can I get on the official website? Um, that's where my mind was, because I think that we have a really unique and rare opportunity because we are taking a brand to become their first major sponsor. And I hope that they put the love and the care of trying to have other people notice and trying to kind of like get people to notice their brand so they'll put a lot of effort towards the nhl yeah that would be great that's a great point great point um that's that's it for the fan questions we're gonna pick from today we had a lot but like you know don't want to take up too much time um jacob do you have any final things you want to bring up before we kind of wrap it up here yeah just one last final thing um so i want to shout out a friend of mine um justin haber mm-hmm. sits sits right in front of me at the garden Awesome kid. We are big um, soccer fans, football fans, whatever you want to call it. Um, one thing that I've noticed, and I want to hear what you guys think. When we are cooking and we're playing well this season, it seems like, I don't know, either of you guys soccer fans? I'm personally not much of one. Uh, All right. So there's I, a, there's I, I can idea. understand what you're getting at. Yes. Yeah. There's an idea called total football, um, which is just basically like you become positionless. And it seems like when we're moving in – do and we're playing in the offensive zone the way that we want to we're almost like a positionless team where i don't even know who's going to be end up on that blue line but i know they're going to haul ass back and back check um i think one thing we spoke about last time i was on here was when is lafreniere going to kick in when's Kako going to kick in when are the kids going to whatever and i think that was one thing that i noticed is all of these guys have really stepped up, become 200 foot players. Um, I don't want to play armchair GM. I don't want to do anything like that, but 
Is there anyone in the NHL right now that you guys think would plug into that idea of being 200 foot, um, whether it's a, we don't need a demon, whether if it's someone up front in the center on the wings, just want to hear your thoughts. Like anyone or anyone? Realistic. I'm saying anyone, anyone realistically, of course, anyone, there's a hundred mm-hmm. people, but anyone realistically that you guys are like, this is a 200 foot guy knows how to play, knows how to win. Doesn't have to be a 50 goal scorer, but just want to hear your thoughts. I first guy that came to my mind and I, I, again, I don't know why this, this, I'm just saying the first name that I thought of Brandon Tanev on Seattle. He's just a little fucking pest. He can score goals. He does it all. He kills penalties. Um, seems like a great personality also. And uh, overall, I think just a guy who would make this team faster, make it a little bit grittier and a little bit more, uh, you know, in your face, fuck you kind of style. Um, again, don't know what his contract looks like, but that was the first name that I thought of. And and I think, you know, maybe it would be beneficial to get like a bigger body, but, uh, you know, I still think he's he's pretty fast and, and tough to play against. I can score goals. So that was the first guy I thought of. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I, had, I had another one very similar on Philly, Travis Konechny, another yeah. guy who's a similar. Best. Mm-hmm. Very similar, can also score goals. I think a little bit shorter than Tanev, but he's fast. He, he could play on the top line. He could play on the third line. Doesn't matter. And and he gets into the greasy areas and he puts pucks in the net. So he was like leading the league in goals, I think, in the first like month or two. Yeah, and the the only thing that sucks is that Philly's kind of playing well right now, so it yeah. might be hard to coach him from there. But who knows? Jacob, you got one? Yeah. Um. For me, it was. He's a little bit older, but I feel like um, Perron, uh, I don't think that he's really going to be up on on the block. I think that the Red Wings are playing pretty well, but I think that he's like a great example of that type of player. Um, he's got to be older now, too, though, right? He's got to be like 35, 30, you know, yeah. around there. No, he's old, and it up? would be a rental. Um, but he's he's one of those guys who, for years, I thought just played defense uh, until I like realized, oh, no, he's a forward, and he – puts in pucks he's got a rip he's really big he's a weapon on the power play oh tanem's trying to fucking oh Oh, wait uh i'm looking at tanem's contract right now tanem signed a six-year extension through 24 25 so okay that's not it's coming up too out of reach he's got a 3.5 million dollar cap hit good drill for tanem good drill for tanem let's start the rumor yeah Yeah. now and then who we say? Um, Dan yeah. yeah, I think Perron might be closer to coming up. Um, I just, I, I, I think that we have some talent that we can start moving, some chips that we can start moving. Considering that Igor's contract is only has what two more seasons left, we really got to start uh, pumping it in because I don't think a team is one with a goalie that has like more than ten percent of the team's pay. Yeah, or uh, teams like total cap. Um, so I don't see us. I mean, I see us giving Igor a bunch of money, but I don't see us being as competitive when we do that. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I think that I do. Claire's another name that comes to mind. I don't know if yeah. you really classify him as a totally. as a full two hundred foot center, a uh, two hundred foot winger. But I mean, you saw him last night, and you saw him against yeah. New Jersey. He's a, he's an absolute stud, and He's on a, a pretty friendly deal that we could probably get at 50% retained. And if, if yep. the Sharks continue to find their way, the, sharks. Them, the Rangers could end up poaching him back. And it would be a great reunion back in New he, York. He danced, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, cool. he's he's a he's a swaggy player. He plays with a lot. He plays with a lot of confidence and uh, he's got a great shot and he's smart and it would be insane to have him back. I remember when he was first coming up with the Rangers and I was like, man, this guy's going to be a stud and mm. he still is. Yeah. He and listen, he's, he's, he's also not like a 50 goal scorer, 40 goal scorer, and he has played in the league for 10 years. Um, yeah. So he, he definitely knows how to backtrack. He might not be a Selkie winner, but he, you're right. Like that would be a good fit. He's a guy who can put the puck in the net, but also, like I said, you don't play for 10 years if you can't play both ends of the ice unless if you're Ovechkin and yeah. the only time he won a championship was when a coach told him to play both sides of the ice. He's yeah. also a fucking beauty. Declares the man. I've gotten to meet him a couple of yeah. times. He's, he's a really cool yeah. guy. Also Perron's cap hit is 4.75 and his contract is up this year. So, okay. 
yeah interesting all right guys all right yeah good stuff boys jacob thanks for coming on that's uh yeah it was awesome i'm so happy to get this yeah we're pumped to have you and uh we'll get, we'll get you back on again as the year goes on here um we'll say too i think we have another pod coming out thursday and delzada will be joining again and we might have a cool announcement there um so stay tuned for that on thursday when that episode drops and uh rangers play tuesday night in ottawa and uh saturday in dc and then back home sunday i believe right against is the game sunday night yeah sunday against la i think where they debut those third jerseys so uh pretty jam-packed week weekend and uh we love you guys thanks for listening you guys got anything else no i'll I'll shout out cody i'll do the uh little thing he does at the end lfgr Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.